0: Hello, everybody. My name is Dan Van Horn. I'm the senior pastor here at Trinity Baptist Church in Fairfield, Connecticut, and we want to welcome you to the TBC Provoke podcast. This is where we hope to stimulate, stir up, and provoke you to love and good deeds by taking the conversation we start on Sunday mornings and bring it into the middle of your week.
1: Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the TBC Provoke Podcast. My name is Clayton, and my guest, as always, is Senior Pastor Dan Van Horn. Dan, say hello. Welcome to this week's German language podcast, where we open
0: Google Translate. Yeah, where
1: we discuss things uh, uh, that happen here at Trinity, but we do it in German. Uh, we're trying How to do make... you laugh in German? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Maybe? <laughs> I don't know. I don't oh, sorry. know. Oh, my. Uh, Dan. Yes, sir. Three weeks in a row, maybe four weeks in a row, we are grappling with this concept of life in, life by, indwelling of, the spirit. Mm-hmm. And uh, I personally was really encouraged by the message that you brought on Sunday. I was getting excited, mm-hmm. uh, as was made obvious by my way-too-long <laughs> interlude, w- where I spoke at length about the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Should I should have, you know, maybe an anecdote right into the song. Really, that's, that's what we needed. Uh, but... It's just because I'm I'm so encouraged yeah. by what we're studying, what we're meditating on. And I'm encouraged because the effect that these truths will have on our community is going to fundamentally change what the face of Trinity looks like moving forward.
0: Yeah. Well, I, I think it's it encourages me, too, because it's this moment where you realize how much Jesus wants us to persevere in this world yeah. and to do that. He's giving us His Holy Spirit, right? That right. His His Holy Spirit is not a tool in the toolbox that we we pick up and put down when we feel like we need it most, but it is the our partner, our yeah. our helper, our you know the something that is with us every moment of every day. Yeah. And um, I know that we as Christians, as followers of Christ, we acknowledge that, but I feel like it needs. I mean, Jesus. It's- Drills drills down in that, and he he kind of reminds us over and over again over these last few chapters of the role of the Holy Spirit in our yeah. lives, and that encourages me because it it's like this moment of clarity where I hear Jesus say, "Pay attention, pay attention, pay attention." Yes,
1: absolutely. the 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 Holy Spirit is like the roommate of your soul. Yeah. Right. Uh, you, you are body. You are spirit. And inhabiting the space of your body is also the spirit of Christ, right? So there's uh, maybe it's a it's a one room apartment, and you have two roommates yourself and the Lord, and you're either going to be listening to and dwelling with, right, abiding in your life with the Spirit, or you've got a roommate uh, to which you are not paying attention to, right? The one who's like, you should do the dishes today, so the kitchen isn't dirty. Uh, that was the roommate I was in college. Uh, but you're you have this indwelling, this yeah. this cohabitation of the spirit in your life, and, and that, I mean, that inspires me. That excites me. It gives me hope. It gives me confidence that I don't have to, you know, walk this world without guidance. Uh, And and I think back a couple weeks ago when Jesus reminded us, he said, I am not the kind of God that makes orphans. I'm not bringing you into the kingdom and then leaving you on your own. I'm I'm sending my spirit to be with you so that you are not alone because there are no orphans in the kingdom of God. Everybody has a helper.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I I mean... There's probably, (laughs) you know, when it comes to Sunday school and things like that, there's all these different images that we can kind of grab onto to help illustrate the Holy Spirit or the the Trinity, you know, ice cubes or or eggs or whatever. Even thinking about like a hot air balloon and you think of, you mentioned this this roommate uh, for your soul. I mean, you think of how that flame at the center of the hot air balloon works and empowers the balloon. It gives it lift. It gives it direction. It gives well, I mean, it helps give it direction. Like it, it empowers that balloon to to lift off the ground. But we do we pay attention to that, that gift that God has given us. And it truly is a gift. It's not a power that we wield. It's a power that's at work within us. You know, mm-hmm. it, it's not like I'm given a bigger sword to use or, you know, um, you know, a faster car to drive. It's that I have the power of God at work in me, and it's mm-hmm. it's directed by His will. It's directed yeah, by His revelation. It's directed by His hand, and I, I'm a, kind of that willing vessel to go along with it.
1: And and you spoke about this on Sunday, and and I think this is a great opportunity for for us to dig into this a little bit more. That one of the uh, one of the works of the Spirit is that it's kind of a a herald. Right, it declares to us the things that have already been said. Uh, the, uh, and I, I think a lot of us have at at times or at some point in our life been a little nervous mm-hmm. about engaging in a relationship with this spiritual reality, mm-hmm. because what if it, what if it does something wild, you know? It's unseen, like the wind, and and it comes and it goes, uh, but. But how and how can we trust something like that? Yeah. The consistency of the Spirit is that it never departs from the Word of God, and it never departs from the heart of God. And you and you said you use that language. You said the the Spirit is a herald to uh, the nature or to the teachings of God that already exist. Can you talk more about that?
0: Yeah, verse fourteen. He uh, Jesus says he, the, the Holy Spirit, will glorify me. The Holy Spirit will glorify the Son of God, Jesus, mm-hmm. for he will take what is mine and declare it to you. Amen. Right? That that taking what is mine, he takes what is Jesus's, and what is Jesus's is from the Father. Right. So ultimately, he's taking what is the Father's and declaring it to us. Now, that word declaring is anongoloi in Greek. It's this... Uh, idea of, uh, it's very similar to on, angloi, or, or uh, angel, or yeah. messenger, yeah. Um, but it's this kind of more, rep- not repetitive, it's more of like calling to our remembrance, it's heralding to us the things that have been declared, uh, that have been revealed in Jesus Christ, Yes. and rem- bringing them to our mind, speaking to us the truth of the word, the truth of the logos, the, the 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 christ who was there at the beginning yeah um and so it is this reality that the holy spirit's job is to speak to the people of god but to speak to them of the things of god that have been declared right so i i just i think so much of this is you know uh, learning to pay attention learning to to be familiar with the voice of God in our lives. It's a it's a real voice to listen to, not not necessarily like you you hear Dan's screeching voice in the morning when you wake up, but it's that familiarity that that is that is God encouraging me, reminding me, uh, challenging me, convicting me. Yes, you know, uh, and 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 that's actually a voice that we as believers should become familiar with.
1: That's wonderful, and something to help with that is. Just simple biblical literacy, right? Now, as an actor, I receive a script, and the script has all of the words in it that my character will ever say. Mm -hmm. There are no extra words in the script. And on the day of the performance, when there is no script in hand, all of my words are predetermined. How do I know what my character would do? It's in the script. How do I know how my character feels? It has been predetermined. How do I know what my character will say? I I know because I have practiced them. So I have a confidence on the day of the show that the show will go well because the script has been established in advance. The Bible is a literal data set for everything that the Holy Spirit might could say to you. Mm-hmm. And it will not say anything that diverges from that data set, yeah. right? Now, now, does that mean that the Holy Spirit only speaks to you in Scripture verses and addresses? No. But does it? Yes, yeah. right? It, it is, again, it is the script that the, the character and nature of God draws from. Uh, have, have I had experiences in my life where I feel the Holy Spirit has led me into something? Uh, yes. Has it led me into anything that diverges from the character and nature of God illustrated in the Bible? No. Never. Not once. Have I had what I believe to be a spiritual experience that does ask me, guide me, or lead me into things that is not of the character and nature of God? Yes, yes, I have. Right, you should fight with this person. You should attack them. You should demean them. You should break their heart. You should, you know, like yes, I have felt all of those things. I
0: forgive you for that, by the way.
1: Uh, thank you. <laughs> I was gonna, I was gonna ask. Um, uh, yes, yes, I absolutely, yeah. I absolutely have. Uh, and what is that? What does that feel like? I mean, it feels like my flesh rising up. Yeah. Paul says. Yeah says, I desire to do the things that I know are not good. In fact, those things come easy to me. And the little voice that tells me to do those things is not... It's in league with my passions, but it's not my voice. And I certainly know that it's not the voice or character of God because the character of God is illustrated to me in the Scripture. Can can I talk about... Can I share a story with you real quick? I love it. Yes, please. So right after I became... Uh, a believer right after I graduated college. Maybe I'd been a believer for like three or four years. I tell a lot of stories from this period of my life because it's when I was studying Jesus. Like uh, he made himself real to me and I needed to learn as much as I possibly could to guide me for the rest of my life. I came to this passage in the gospels where it says, no one declares that Jesus is Lord, lest the spirit be in them. Okay. Okay this is very important because i had a situation where i i had to make a decision i needed to know what to do next um i had a neighbor who had sort of been they were in a bad situation they had made some bad choices yes but the lord gave me an opportunity to help and so um my my neighbor his sister and his mother Uh, My roommates and I, we actually helped them find a a temporary place to stay while they tried to get back on their feet. During this period of time, while we were helping them out, uh, it became clear to me that there was going to be somebody come in from out of town to try to collect one of my neighbors, right? They, they They came saying they were there to help, right? But my my neighbor and his sister were very clear. They're like, we don't want anything to do with these people. If they show up, please don't tell them where we are. Yeah. Okay, well, um, m- maybe they were there to help. Maybe they weren't. Uh, but one evening, I was at my house. I was by myself. All my roommates were gone. Uh, I had been meditating on this idea that, that only the Spirit declares Jesus is Lord. And about 11 o'clock at night, there's a knock on my door. I get out of bed. I walk to the front door, I turn on the porch lamp, and standing on my front porch are two guys. One that I recognize to be uh, the ex-boyfriend who's come to help. One that is a guy I have no idea, I've never seen him before in my life. But he seemed very kind. Yeah. You know, he had like this very like calm and cool spirit about him. He's yeah. like, oh, you know, just here to help. I'm an, you know, I think he even said, you know, like I'm an old hippie. I'm just here to help. That sounds wonderful. It, it's it sounds like the kind of guy you would want to meet on right, your porch, right? right? Yeah. And and they let me know. They say, hey, uh, you know, we got a phone call from Melissa. Melissa says she needs us to come pick her up. We're here to help Melissa. Yeah. And I just had one question for them. Because I don't know what their intentions were, and I don't know wh- whose team they're on. Right. And so I asked this old hippie, I just look at him and I go, okay, I have one question for you. I said, who is Jesus? And he says, well, you know, Jesus is a good teacher and like Gandhi or the Dalai Lama. He had some truth that we cut off. Boom. Close the door. <laughs> click, click, click. Deadbolt slider. No, like, And I went to the back door, locked it up. And I just like I looked at these guys before I closed the door. I was like, wrong answer. Click. And I'm out. <laughs> now, they've driven from a nearby state. They've been in the car for like four or five hours. Yeah, Sucks for them. Yeah wrong totally wrong answer. Only the spirit of Jesus declares that Jesus is Lord. Yeah. Nobody can say that Jesus is Lord without the Spirit being in them. And this dude just gave me the wrong answer. He said Jesus is teacher, not Jesus is Lord. I know he's not on the kingdom team. He's on some other team. And Jesus reminds me that the spirit of this age has nothing to do with him. In fact, you said it on Sunday The spirit of this world, the ruler of this world, has already been judged, and he has been judged and found wanton. So I just went back to bed never saw these guys again. Uh, Because the spirit heralds the things that have already been said. Yeah. Right? It guides us into good places. So it becomes a tool of – not a tool. Yes. No, absolutely.
0: But I want to stay away from that word tool a little bit because tool implies – that our relationship with the spirit is something we can put down and pick up when it, whenever we need it, but but it's a relationship you. that is that helps guide us in discernment in situations like yeah. this where you're like, I don't I don't know what to take for these guys' motives. I don't know whether or not to trust them. Well, here's one way I can actually discern or 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 explore further what their motives are, what their heart is for this couple that's going or this yeah. family's going through a hard time. Yeah, so absolutely. I, I I do. I think that. You know, that, that this idea of, I love that you, you talk about having a deeper literacy of, of the, the Bible that, um, you know, we don't read the Bible for knowledge, but but for familiarity. Yes. Sake. You know, like we, we can learn a lot from the Bible and we yes. should, but at the same time to, to read it with a sense of growing familiarity with who God is and right. how he acts in this world and, and what his purposes are, you know, like it, it, it helps us become familiar with how the Holy Spirit is at work in our lives yeah. you know um, I, I know that for me one of the, the gifts that I received from the Lord was being sensitive to the Holy Spirit nudging me along like I'm I'm not a person who likes to try new things. I yeah. don't like stepping outside my comfort zone. I um, you know I, I do well in small circumstances like you and I right yeah. here. Uh, I don't like big crowds, though, and I don't do well in them. So on the first day of my orientation to seminary, I go into the chapel and I feel like a fish out of water. Like, Love I feel it. like, oh, my word, I'm here with all these people. They, they must be so smart. And then there's there's me who is actually surprise, surprise here on academic probation because I got very po- poor grades in my undergrad. Uh, and I'm sitting there and I just like I I saw this guy sit down behind me in the chapel and I just. I'd seen him before, maybe while we were moving in, and I was so scared, but I just felt like I had to turn around and say hello to him. Yeah, and, and I can't—I mean, I can't say that that's happened a lot of times, right? But I just felt like, Dan, there's an opportunity here. Don't let it pass. Turn around, and say hello yes. to him, and uh, so I did. And and let me fast forward a little bit. I mean, this man has become one of the most important people in my life. My friendships, my 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 growth in the Lord—he's challenged me and and helped me grow more confident in God's love for me and uh, and that God is guiding me. Uh, and I, I attribute that to to growing more familiar with the Lord, pressing it on my heart, saying, "Turn around, and say hello." It wasn't a scripture verse that came to mind. Right. It wasn't a, a moral decision. It was that gentle nudge that says, I mean, I would look back and interpret it as God saying, I love you. I want you to have this this friendship. Yes. You know, and I think that, that that's part of how the Holy Spirit works in our lives is not just telling us right and wrong, but guiding us into the life that God would have for us.
1: He leads me by still waters. Yeah. Who is he and how are we led? Like, is the Lord going to use scripture verses to speak to you? Absolutely. He's already said them. Is he also going to use language you understand? Absolutely. Dan, turn around, say hello to this guy. Uh Uh-uh, Jesus. No, 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 I'm nervous. (laughs) Dan, turn around, say hello to this guy. This is a gift I have for you, right? How do we know that this is in the character and nature of God? Because he gives good gifts. Yeah hindsight being what it is, this has turned out to be a great gift yes you know you can point to that moment and go what what a treasure was given to me by someone who loves me yeah. the Holy Spirit right oh, I and, love that And that's the advantage right that's that's the benefit that,
0: that Jesus gives to his followers in in going away to the Father right right and, and accomplished in going away to the Father through his death and resurrection he opened the gate wide for heaven to be near to us. Yeah. You know, and and so I I think that many more of us should benefit from understanding the Holy Spirit as this advantage that Jesus has given us.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. That's maybe for the sake of the maturity of the church. I feel like this is an aspect of faith that we have neglected mm-hmm. that being this personal relationship mm-hmm. with the character and nature of God mm-hmm. expressed through the Holy Spirit. Right. Yeah. We, um, we declare that Jesus is Lord. We, we affirm the historical facts. Uh, we, uh, we align ourselves behind the objective truths. We, we walk in the wisdom of the written scripture. Mm -hmm. And yet we lack a kind of power in our life because when it comes to the Trinity, we're really only hanging out with, you know, um, what we see to be the power and the truth of Jesus, but not the intimacy. Mm -hmm. Right. And so we're, uh, we've got a, we've got a sandwich with a loaf on top and a loaf on the bottom and nothing in between. Right. And, to interact, to abide, to dwell with, to listen, to commune with—I just keep using the phrase like the nature and the DNA of the kingdom. Mm-hmm. Boy, that's where that's where the excitement happens. Yeah, in, in our faith. Well,
0: and I think we probably have a bit of a uh, an issue with definitions. Yeah, because I think many of us call it our relationship with Jesus. But in reality it's the Holy Spirit, right? Yes. And I I and I get it. I understand because it's it's safer. It feels more comfortable to say that our relationship is with Jesus who physically walked this earth. But right. But so much of that is is the Holy Spirit. The relationship we have is through the Holy Spirit. Right. Um and so for us I I think that we have to give ourselves permission to use the language appropriately and to acknowledge that this relationship is
1: in operation through the Holy Spirit. Can I make a thesis statement here? Sure. Which is that you cannot hear me, listeners, you cannot have a relationship with Jesus unless you have it through the Holy Spirit.
0: I think that's a great thesis and I think that's exactly what we're what we're reading in John 16 because he when when Jesus promises the Holy Spirit he promises his helper to be one who guides the people of God yes. into truth into all truth that truth is the life of Jesus Christ right. it, the life that Jesus has created and cultivated and invites us to enter into through faith in him and, and so What I think what we have to understand is that truth is not the truth that's being referred to here. Is this is this life? It's not a collection of of, of, facts. Yes, exactly. It's more than a set of facts. It's it's the fullness of life. It's Mm. the way the truth and the life of Jesus Christ. It's life in His name. Well, life in His name is not, you know, uh, it's not. It's the fullness of the life of yes. Jesus Christ, that we have life in the fullness of Jesus Christ.
1: It's not just a list of, of academic bullet points. Your, your relationship with Jesus is not being able to regurgitate test answers. Correct. The, the, the truth, right, the life of the kingdom is those answers turned into action. Yes. right? How do those truths affect how you feel right how you serve how you parent how you work yeah. right uh, and I, this is where this is where i'm at i mentioned last week on mondays i sit down with jesus i say jesus what are we gonna what are we gonna read this week jesus asked me to go to james right and where are we at in james we're talking about this very thing it says unless your faith has works that express the truth of your faith your faith is dead. And unless your works come from a place where your faith is the genesis of those works, then your works are dead. Yeah. Right. Uh, And there's like, there's one other question here we sort of talked about. We wanted to get to, and I think it touches on this point.
0: Uh, One of the questions that Jan wrote for us this week uh, says this verse 14 of John 16 says that the Holy spirit will glorify Jesus, God's son. Uh, in Matthew 5, 14 to 16, uh, it talks about glorifying Jesus by letting the, our light shine before others, to, to literally let the light of Christ be seen in us. And it has to do with that obedience piece, right? Yes. Um, can, so she kind of asked the question, I think it's a great question, can we do this apart from the Holy Spirit? Why or why not? And, and I think that that we cannot, right. right apart from the Holy Spirit doing that work in us, and I would actually point back to to further back in John sixteen, where uh, where Jesus talks about the function that that the Holy Spirit operates. Uh, com- yeah, sorry, the role that the Holy Spirit uh, functions in in the world is to convict the world of sin and righteousness and judgment. But convicting the world is convincing the world that you know, that we are actually sinners, that that we have offended a holy God, that, that there is a true righteousness and it's only found in Jesus Christ and that the, the ruler of this world has been judged. And so for me, like I take sin, for example, I think that many of us have been judged as sinners, but we don't really believe it. But when the Holy Spirit is at work in our lives, he convinces us of this truth so we can say, yeah, actually I'm guilty. And I think that Letting uh, the Holy Spirit doing that work in me is actually beginning to shine a light to the world that they're yeah. seeing the gospel at work in my life where I can come to the place of saying, yeah, I'm, I'm guilty, you know, and, and then the next step being one where I can accept the grace of God. Yes. And acknowledge, but I'm also forgiven and it has nothing to do with my works, but everything to do with Jesus. Amen.
1: And this is the progressive relationship, right? It's not a one and done. Which I think maybe in the last 70 years here in America, you know, the American gospel is like, hey, do you remember the day you said this prayer? Good. Everything after that is a wash. Don't worry about it. Right. And yet the Holy Spirit begins its relationship with us by convicting us of sin, convincing us that there is a righteousness in the world, and that judgment is a part of that equation. That's the beginning, right? When you become convicted of sin, convinced of Jesus's righteousness, you you choose to turn away from the judgment that has come towards the forgiveness that is present. That is just the beginning of the relationship. Everything else after that is the Spirit leading you daily, progressively, into the truth of the kingdom so that you look like An alien, right? right? You walk around as an immigrant of the kingdom in the society that you're in. Right. Where you behave like the kingdom behaves, not like your country behaves. Where you behave like a visitor to Christmas at your family and not someone who grew up in that family. Yeah. Right? Uh, There was a a marked difference. Can I say that Jesus saved my relationship with my mother? He really, really did, right? Um, I love my mom. I love her now more that the love of Christ be in me. But we had a tenuous relationship growing up. I always loved my mom. But, I mean, I like to fight. She likes to fight. So we just fought all the time. <laughs> when I went to college, I realized, like, I don't have to fight with her anymore. I can just hang up the phone and not go home. Yeah, Because I lived hours away. And that was my choice for about two years. I just stopped communicating with my mom. When I became a believer, I had a compassion for her that I never had before. And in the midst of an argument, I would feel a prompt to just go give her a hug, which was a dangerous dangerous thing to do. Like, you could catch one in the teeth in the middle of a hug, depending on how she felt. And my compassion for my mother changed and grew. It really, really did. And my behavior at home at Christmas and Thanksgiving and during the summer and during visits was, was different, yeah. right? The guiding principles that, that encouraged me in my interactions with my family, those, those principles were kingdom principles now. Yeah. And Christmas was different. Thanksgiving was different. Birthdays were different than they were 24 months ago, Yeah. right? Because the kingdom was at work in me. So you can't you can't get
0: the gospel then, without accepting the work of the Holy Spirit in your life. Absolutely. That's that's what's amazing to me is that uh, it's it's very easy it's it's very easy in our culture to compartmentalize Christianity. Right. To say this is the moral part of my life where my behaviors are under kind of restriction of of Jesus. I behave
1: on Sundays. Right.
0: But show up on Monday cursing like a sailor. Right. right. Um, and, and I think I, I for one, I'm refreshed by this invitation to be aware of how the Holy Spirit wants to work in my life Amen. day by day. I hope our people are too. I, I hope that people don't, they're not overwhelmed by fear that they're walking into this uh, supernatural, undefined realm, but rather refreshed to know that the God of all creation loves them so much that he would be at work in their heart to transform them, to grow them, to mature them in his own image. And that that would give us hope both for today and for tomorrow.
1: Absolutely. Well, hey, everybody, I hope you enjoyed today's podcast. Uh, I hope this provokes you unto good works, that as you hear and think about these things, that you would strike up these conversations with others, even if it's just to say, can you believe what those two knuckleheads said? (laughs) But it is our sincere hope that this conversation leaves Sunday and enters into your life where the boots are on the ground, it enters into your relationships, and it begins to shape and mold how you see yourself as a believer, but also how you see yourself as a part of this community. We love you. God bless. Amen.